Hello there, Oymop listeners to the replay. September the 21st, Anno Domini 2022. Uh, I'm here with a few people and I forgot to hit record already, but we were chatting, among other things, about uh, niche sites and topics and video and craft sites. I won't throw anybody's name under the bus we're chatting with here. Um, no, hell, I will. Angel, I'll just say it. There you go. So, I have a, I actually want to rant on something, and this is not directed at you, by the way, on the call. It's absolutely not. And I can actually tell you, no, I actually can't tell you who it's directed at, but it's somebody in the personal finance space that Matt knows probably for sure, but they were talking to me at FinCon a couple of weeks ago, and they mentioned they had tried a few different blogs quite frankly, just like niche sites, authority sites, or whatever the hell you want to call it on a few different unrelated topics, like really random stuff like dog grooming. It wasn't dog grooming. There were a few out there, a few things. And they're like, yeah, I still own all of them. They're still up there, but they only have like five posts ish, or they didn't say that, but they, they said something like this. And I was like, well, what about this other site? And they're like, oh, yeah, it's the same thing. Like I, I wrote like a couple of posts over like a year or whatever. And the next one was like, Oh, I, I, I wrote a couple of posts like within a week. Cause I understood like be more consistent and put out more content, but that was like a year and a half ago or whatever. And I didn't say anything to this person cause it wasn't appropriate at the time, but I'm also going to say it to angel and anybody else within earshot. Now I feel like the one lesson I would tell my own myself like 10 years ago, starting blogs and even five years ago and even a year ago, quite frankly, I would not tell them anything about SEO. I would not tell myself anything about SEO that I know now that I didn't then or anything. What I would tell myself 10 years ago or a year ago would be to like quadruple your output, like just that hitting publish button. And the reason I suck at this personally is because I tend to be a perfectionist with the actual content formatting and images and tables and highlights and fonts and like everything. Um, I'm really fast, like, like actually creating content for the most part, but then editing and like all that stuff and polishing, it, it takes me an absolutely insane amount of time. And on my niche site in the past 11 months, I think I just published post number 65 yesterday. I was talking to some other people on, in niche site Twitter land who are like crushing it with their own blogs right now. And they're like, yeah, I just hit publish on like article 275. I'm like, wait, what? Like how long have you had this site? Like five years. And they're like, nah, it's like a, that's like 14 months old. I'm like, how many posts? Like, this is insane. How do are, they must be shitty. Right. Because you published like 300 blog posts. Um, and they're not as good as mine to be frank, but they're not actually shitty. They're not actually bad. And, uh, I would, I would, if I could do everything over again in my entire business and all my websites, it would be to 4X my content. Just more stuff. Just everything. Really everything. And you, yes, Angel got me started on this rant. This really isn't directed at you. Um, it's directed at everybody, myself included. But like four posts or five posts or 50 posts even is like not going to do anything to move the needle these days. It's just not. Um, for better or worse, right? I'm trying to do four posts a week at the moment. It's the first time I've ever been able to do this. It was once a week at, at best for the first like six months of my niche site. Now I'm trying to do four a week. 
just because I feel like that's what moves the needle more than literally anything else. There you go. There's my rant. That's all. I didn't want to take over the OIMOP uh, podcast replay here, but I wanted to get that said. It's something I've been thinking about. Something I've been thinking about. Anybody got anything? Matt? Kathy Angel? Doesn't have to be that. Just in general. Well, I have a question. Okay. Um, And this is something that I struggle with. And I think this topic's timely because I attended another webinar earlier today that was about be consistent, publish your blogs, damn it. Um, so, okay, universe, I get the message. Uh-huh. But, so this is my question though. So, um, you know, when you're blogging on, on a particular topic, like, like the thing that I'm running into is like, if I'm trying to target a particular keyword, like there's, I feel like there's a finite number of keywords for my topics, right? Is it useful for my site to have 10 posts with the same keyword, right? Like, and maybe it's just something I'm not understanding about keywords, um, but I don't know. Maybe that's a bad question, but like, it's a thing that I struggle with. Yeah. Actually, I heard like four different mm-hmm. questions in there or four things I wanted to touch on. Okay. I haven't been able to just like rant in a while. This is great. This is my opportunity to just talk. Thanks for letting me just talk. Everybody. You're welcome. I might let somebody else talk at some point, but not really. Um, first of all, consistency and like publishing, like being prolific, two different things that I've had to separate myself. My friend Nick slapped me uh, virtually, <laughs> virtually slapped me one day. And he's like, dude, forget about being consistent. Like that word every Tuesday at noon is when I publish or like Monday, Wednesday, or Friday, or like whatever that is. He's like, forget all that. Like nobody consumes content like that unless you're following, I don't know, like Casey Neistat or Peter McKinnon or somebody with like a bajillion followers and subscribers or whatever. Like no one consumes their content like that, but focus rather on just being like prolific like, don't worry about schedules. Don't worry about deadlines. Don't worry about consistency. That's like a, the reason we preach that and your webinar was preaching like consistency is probably to help you get in habits of creating. That's, that's the only reason, you know, people stand in front of cameras and say like, it's important to be consistent. No, it's actually not at all. What is important is that you create consistently, but publishing and deadlines and that sort of stuff, that's arbitrary stuff in my opinion. Um, I just had to rant about that for a second. What I would replace that with is like, yes, develop a habit of creating, whether that's writing or recording or whatever your, whatever your creating is. And honestly, just hit publish when it's done. <laughs> like, I don't, it's a Tuesday or a Thursday or 10 AM or 10 PM or the middle of the night. No one cares in my opinion. So just like write every day, write five times a day, even if it's only for 20 minutes or whatever, just publish when it's done. And it's ready and then move on to the next one that same day. Um, that's super hard. I mean, it's easy for anybody to say that. Very, very hard. Um, your question is interesting. So keywords, I can't stand that word. The past couple of years, I feel like we've really gravitate, gravitated towards like queries and topics and subtopics. Um, the same keyword in 10 posts, 
No. The same keyword in two posts? No. Um, I think if it's like worthy worthy of 10 posts, I think it's worthy of one post. Meaning you could have 10 different keywords that are all like really close to each other. Maybe one has a best iPhones for this person or best iPhone, like non-plural or, or something like that, or best cat food for older cats or best cat food for elderly cats. I mean like really small stuff like that. They're just switching out one or two words or like semantics or whatever. Completely useless. I think that's one post. I like to think of those as like, that's a topic, right? Like those mean the same thing. If they mean different things, I think that's two different pieces of content. Um, an example for my own site. I think this proves actually what I'm saying. I have two posts on my niche site. One is best mechanical keyboard for wrist pain. I think. And there's another one, which is best mechanical keyboard for carpal tunnel. <laughs> I wrote both of those. They're two different posts and I don't have the rankings like up right in front of me. I think those posts, both of them actually rank for some different stuff, but there's also, there's also cannibalization. Like that one post ranks for the other query and like vice versa. And it kind of goes, it's, it's this weird like jumble of rankings. It could have been one post. It probably should have been one post. Um, I think on the limited keyword, you can just tell me to shut up if you have any questions in here. The whole, what if I only have, what if I only have 10 keywords or like, what if I only have like a hundred for that matter? Or like, whatever that is, that depends on your goals. I feel like if you're, I don't think your site is, but if your site was based on affiliate revenues and ads, like Matt enabling Ezoic or Pete enabling Ezoic or something. And that's how you wanted to make your money. You wanted it to be that no customer support, no clients, no products, anything like that. Just that I would say, Nope, you will never, ever, 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 ever run out of keywords. <laughs> Cause you're just like throw in random shit. Like that's only semi related to your site. At some point you want to develop like topical authority at first. I help people. I can't remember what angel said. Her thing was <laughs> it's something like printing on t-shirts and other things. I don't remember the word for it, but like I help people with this like really specific thing. And you try and do that first, exhaust those keywords, queries first, but depending on how you're making money, like you could definitely go into like screen printing. You talk about Etsy, you could talk about printful or other companies online that'll help you print on demand. Even like you can go off topic. You can go out a bajillion different ways and you could write 10,000 like articles on that site if you you know theoretically but if you're looking to get a very specific client or customer for a very specific product i still don't think it's as limited as we like to think but then the question becomes how do i attract my people what are they searching in google even if it's like not related to my specific thing like what else might they be searching for for example the mechanical keyboard site that i have I have no plans to do this yet, but I could actually see running out of some keywords. As you mentioned in about a year, I'm like looking at my list and I'm like, I'm, I've really already hit the big ones, right? I don't need to do wrist pain versus carpal tunnel. Like those are the same thing in a lot of, for a lot of people. Maybe they're not actually, I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I could go into headphones. I could go into, 
um, desk speakers. I could go into desk plants. I could go into webcams even or streaming software or microphones. Like there's a, a bunch of tangentially related things um, that are all geared towards that same avatar, right? Those are, they're all interested in the same thing. No, that's not going to be my authority in Google's eyes anytime soon. But I think a year from now or like two years from now, I don't think it would matter. Like I've already built up enough authority, hopefully by that point where I can talk about whatever the hell I want, or at least that's the goal. That's theoretical. I don't know if any of that made sense. I just felt like talking. (laughs) No, that's helpful. Um, You know, just kind of reframing the question and what you're looking for. So yeah, that helps. Yeah. You know what I found helpful? Um, The authority hackers course that I bought about a year ago, going through that and I'd already done like, you know, SEO keyword research for years and years, but actually going through setting up a site structure, quote unquote, that's actually something I like had literally never done before. I've just never taken the time to think through the topics, the subtopics or categories and subcategories specifically like for my blog and like map it all out beforehand and uh, place the individual keywords or articles or whatever into those buckets, like the different subtopics or categories. I never, I'd never done that before. I never looked at it through that lens before I even started. That was super helpful. That was like, no, nah, this is game changing. It was, it enabled me to like envision what to write about first for one thing. Like I have 25 articles on my to-do list now, and I feel really confident that those are the ideas I should be writing. I don't second guess. Like it was, it was really clear to me. That was like, wow, that was an amazing feeling. <laughs> Never felt that before. Uh, and second, it allowed me to just kind of like l- look into the future. Like here's where this site or project could go. Here's who it could reach some different topics, some different categories, like whatever, and kind of like map all that out on a piece of paper. I'd never done that before. I found that helpful site structure. And part of that was just me looking at everybody else's sites, like competitors and other stuff like that, and doing what Angel did on her board with her sticky notes. Like I literally had, I was on a piece of paper, but I was drawing out like topics and subtopics that all the competitors have. And I was like highlighting which ones were like overlapping and repeating and getting like an average of like 30 sites that I looked at. And by the time I was done with that, it took like a couple of hours. I was like, I feel really good about this. <laughs> I have a clear vision of what I'm creating now. It feels amazing. I've never had that before. So that was nice. And now I'm like scribbling all through that 11 months later, but neither here nor there. (laughs) Most of it lasted for like a good nine months, to be fair. (sighs) Yeah. Niche sites. Blogging. It's harder than it used to be. Isn't it? I think it is. I sometimes feel I, I like to write a lot when 
an idea comes and I'm very passionate about. And when I start to create lists like that, at one point, it gets me over the top and it feels like a job again. <laughs> and then it puts me off. And then I I start to not have the same passion in it, I feel. So it's very hard for me to have that. So I put it in a, in a file, all the ideas. And uh, if I want to do something, sometimes I scroll through my file. Uh, I have a file with more than 200 blog post ideas. But uh, even though I'm blogging since five years, I have probably published 60 blog posts so far. So I'm in that category. Mm-hmm. And 4x your output, I think that's a low-hanging fruit for me if I just want to push myself a bit here. So thanks for that input. Yeah. I don't remember who I was talking to. I was talking to somebody. I think it was at FinCon. And, you know, like, well, like what, I, what I said in my talk was this idea of, like, maybe I'll never be this other version of myself that I had in my head, right? <laughs> like, I have seven-figure business. I've been influencer. I'm on the morning shows and, like, other people's podcasts and, like, all this other stuff that I thought I wanted. Um, But maybe, like, maybe, like, a simple life is okay, right? It's been a like a really big mental hurdle for me for like the past two years. Like the things that I that feel good in my life and in my work, I feel bad about, and I feel like, oh, this isn't what you wanted. This isn't it. Like, right? I tell myself this all the time, and part of that for me was this idea of it feeling like work. <laughs> like I'm not passionate about my niche site at all anymore. It was a hobby that. Honestly, I did it too much. It like ruined the hobby for me. Like mechanical keyboards now, it kind of feels like a damn slog. Now I'm like, I don't actually want to do any of this shit because it feels like work. But it actually kind of feels good at the end of the day. I don't think about it at night anymore. I don't, I do other things like at the dinner table with my family. I don't think about it anymore because it feels like work and I don't want to think about it. It's not something that I, it's not overly stressful. It's not overly exciting either. It just kind of feels like mundane day in and day out work, just blogging every single day of the week and hopefully publishing (laughs) three times a week. I don't know. It kind of feels good. It kind of sucks ass when I look at my to-do list, but at the end of the week, it's like, well, these are the things that are making me money and I did them. I don't know. It kind of feels good. I'm not making a remark on (laughs) Matt finishing his 500 blog post ideas. But I don't know. I, I get what you're saying. Like, it's, it starts to feel like work again. It took me five years to figure out. Maybe that's actually not such a bad thing. I'm just saying. Uh, you, you have something to do, right? And then on the other side, you have I have some things that cross over all the time. And then I try to organize my crisscross ideas. Like, there's maybe 20 different ways how to describe real estate investing. And then how it goes into mortgage, inflation, and the, you can make a whole spider web of things. And the, my, my, my last read blog post was actually the thing I was most proud of. It was something about <laughs> the roaring 2020s, which I, I think it's like mm-hmm. five, 6,000 word blog post, but it's so long. It's almost like a book. Nobody's going to finish that, right? And then I, I have to probably make more bite-sized things. That's another reflection I had. Um, What's been your top performing blog post? <laughs> the the million dollar haircut. What? 
yeah and it has if you if you google million dollar haircut i think my my thing is like i don't know if it's still one or two but it was seo wise it was the very best so when i let me see uh, the million dollar haircut financial engineer you find it up huh? yeah Yeah, yeah, it's it's page oh, one. I see, oh, the, I see what you're getting at. Okay. Yeah, so I, I bought my hair clipper, <laughs> cut my own hair, and then there I have an Amazon link to buy the, the bloody hair clipper, and then I tell you how much you save in your life by doing the hair yourself, which I do since like five years. Yeah. And after a while, I did the the research on my blog on my blog. I found this was the the very best idea I've had, and that that originated from zero investment in SEO. I, I just wrote what I felt was funny, and apparently, some people Google that and yeah. end on my page. Yeah. Could you have predicted that before you hit publish? No, I don't think. I don't think so. Yeah, so that, that's why I think sometimes screw SEO, just write what you feel is funny and interesting, and then you will reach the people maybe that are connecting to this stuff, right? Yeah. Well, not just funny and interesting. First of all, I agree with that. I like that idea. But also just publishing more. My 4X yeah, yeah, output correct. idea, right? Because if, if you publish 20 ideas, maybe two will be gold nuggets. And that's then, right. yeah. I'm going to, I'm looking at my YouTube stats right now. So I'm very happy with my mechanical keyboard YouTube channel. I have 2077 subscribers in 11 months and I already have more views on this channel than do even blog has had in six years. Um, I'm really happy with that. Wow. But 90% of that has come from one video. There's lots of videos. There are dozens and dozens of videos that I've done over 11 months. I'm looking at it right now. An insane amount. It's maybe it's not 90, but it's pretty damn close. One video. And by the the power of diversification, right? It's like playing lottery. The more, the more tickets you, you subscribe, the more chances you get. Yeah. Yeah. That video has 161,000 views. And, Well, to be fair, there's like two or three more that are in the like thousands, but it's just like, I never in my life could have predicted that or engineered that never in a million years. Um, it's just like, it just hits me. The answer being like, I just need to put out more stuff for X, your output. Yeah. And the good thing about blogging as opposed to YouTube is you can always go back and edit like you could publish three posts a day if you really wanted to. They would be complete garbage, probably. But if you found one getting shares, you can actually go back and make it better. Not saying I mean that's an extreme example, but I, I like that about blogging. That's an interesting idea. I, like I sometimes look at I look at blogs or online stuff like uh, online real estate. It's like real estate, but when when you buy real estate, it's all about location, 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 right? But with the blog, you put something out there, and if the traffic happens to come, you can build it higher, right? You can expand it. <laughs> it's yeah. your real estate in the end. Yeah. You could drive more traffic to other blog posts through that million-dollar haircut thing. You could do more internal links there, and that would actually pass SEO juice to other blog posts. That's a powerful thing. Thank you. That's a random-ass thing, but it's a powerful thing. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. 
Yeah. Prolific. Prolific. Were you in FinCon in 2017 in Dallas? Yes, I was. Do you remember Paula Pants? Big idea yes. talk? Yes. Yes. I remember that one. That's one of the only ones I remember. I don't even remember most of what she said, but what I took away with it, she used the word prolific a, a lot, right? Like that was one of her underlying points. And at the time it was super controversial. She got up there on stage in front of a bunch of creators like ourselves. And she was like, forget what your audience wants. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know exactly what they need. They think they need these things and they have desires and they have challenges and problems. Of course, they think they know, know what they need or want, but they do not. And oftentimes, you know better than them. And so when people email you asking for, do this blog post, or you should do this, or here are some other ideas, ignore them and be prolific with what you think you should be doing. That was like her entire talk, right? And not that it didn't go over well, but people were like, didn't really know what to do with that or think about that when she said it, I feel like. But it was actually, I don't know if like that was ahead of its time, right? I think Especially it's a bit like Apple, right? Steve okay. Jobs came with the iPhone and nobody ever knew that something like this could be something they uh, want. Yeah, and then yeah, he yeah. just gave it to them. And that's what made it so successful in the end. Yeah. What's the Henry Ford quote? If people had asked me what to build, the, they, if I'd listened to people, I would have built like a faster horse <laughs> instead of a car. Well, there's a quote there somewhere. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Some good ideas there. Anybody have any other stuff they want to chat about? Business or otherwise? Doesn't matter. Angel, can I throw you under the bus? Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, what do, would you say is your biggest roadblock right now? To so you're you're in the middle of like starting new projects or whatnot. Mm -hmm. What are some of the roadblocks that are currently keeping you from moving forward? We all have these, by the way, and just you. I just figured I'd throw you under the bus. Oh gosh, <laughs> I have plenty of them. I think perfectionism does me in, mm. so I'll end up my posts will end up being too long, or I feel like they're too long, but they don't end up too long. I spend too long on them. Let's put it that way, and then I don't end up making my site look uh, like it should. And it's, it's odd because I've done blogs in the past and did okay with that. And I feel like I'm hung up. I don't know. I don't know. I think I've spread my brain too thin on this one because I, I want to actually do, do the thing I'm writing about. So part of me is focused on like, how do I do this? How do I make these things? And the other part of me is like, how do I translate that to a yeah. niche site? And Yeah. <sighs> I don't know. It, it, I, th I think I have bogged myself down because I've been working on this for months. And so there's procrastination, perfectionism, learning about SEO, which I love that part. And then, uh, then I end up, I think I only have like 11 or 12 posts up. And I have about, I don't know how, how many drafts. Like I'll, I'll do like Matt was saying, I have a folder full of ideas. And what I'll do is I'll, when I get bogged down in a post, I'll just revisit another one and write a little bit on that. 
which means they take longer. And then eventually I'll have lots of posts, but they're all in a different state right now. They're not done. Mm. And I don't want to hit publish <laughs> until they're at least legible. Um, so probably um, smoothing down my writing process. I've gone through a couple of your courses, again, on like writing a blog post to lightning. What's it called? Lightning speed writing or. Oh, yeah. Or the one hour blog post and that sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense. And I'll work on it. And I think I need to go back and watch them again each time I write because <laughs> I start over again. <laughs> so there's that. Um, just kind of feeling overwhelmed because I'm, I think I'm trying to do too many aspects of it and not just the blog. I'm trying to also say, oh, I need to have an Etsy site or I need to sell physical products or uh-huh. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So that that doesn't really fall into the blogging part of it. Yeah. The blogging is just procrastination, I guess, or perfectionism. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Stop. (laughs) Uh, That's a lot. Sorry. A lot of words for nothing. (laughs) No, no, no. I was trying to remember this question. So Raina was supposed to be on the call tonight, but she didn't Mm -hmm. make it. So I will, I will channel my inner Raina and ask you a question that she would ask. Except I'm not going to do it justice. She would have it work much better than I will. But what would the wise angel say? Meaning you yourself, like a year from now, who has figured out more things across the board, like the wisest version of yourself. If you could do your third Zoom call in as many years with that wise version of yourself, what do you think they would say? Uh, kind of what you said a minute ago, get it, get it out there, get it published, just get it up there. It does not have to be, I can always go back and add and fix and tweak. I, I get caught up in research and wanting it to be correct and wanting it to be helpful. And I end up writing it too many times instead of just hitting publish and going, once I publish, I'm done. I'm okay with it. But I, uh, I need to hit publish sooner. Let's say it that way. This wise angel, like fill in the blank. What would she say? Been like, at the moment, you're worrying about blank. Don't bother with that. What do you think she would say? All the details, all the steps, instead of just do one of the things and finish it. Yeah. I'm working on 18 different things. I spin plates and I don't, and none of them get. Up. <laughs> so yeah probably focus on one thing finish it and then focus on the next thing so. there's your answer <laughs> <laughs> write it down Angel. Uh, kathy <laughs> right. what do you think can we ask your opinion can i ask you your thoughts on what angel said um like i i'm right there with her perfectionism thinking about too many things um And then just get sidetracked with trying to, you know, especially in my line of work, trying to make sure it's right. You know, people will say, oh, she's good. Right. Um, I'm just going to say we're in very different industry, you know, very different targets and like websites and stuff, but the struggle is the same. It's exactly the same. And so as you're talking about this, I, I was writing down like, oh, 
you know, it made me think, oh, here's another thing I need to add. Cause I'm like you and Matt, I don't have a folder. I have an air table that has all my right. blog topics and some of them are filled out. Some of them aren't. And like, they're there. They're just waiting for me to do something with them right. other than <laughs> reorganize them. You know, that's not productive. Um, so exactly. yeah, I feel you. <laughs> I'm going to go for that. Four, but I can't imagine getting four posts out in a week, but four posts yeah. a month would be great. <laughs> yeah. That's my target too. For I've a only, month. Yeah. I've only been able to do that like one or two weeks ever. And that felt like hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know what though? I'll, I'll share another little tip that helped me this time last year when I was doing my planning for the niche site, I, uh, I, I broke it up into even smaller chunks than like categories. So I told you did like the site structure planning, like figuring out my like categories and like subcategories. And that was helpful. It was actually kind of nice to be able to take a list of topic ideas and keywords and kind of sort them. And then, well, maybe I could this, I could do this many here. Like that was nice. But since then, what I've ended up doing on accident, I, I mean, I've just been doing this to try and like stay sane, trying to do like multiple posts a week. I'll break them, break them into chunks of like four posts that are like even closer related, or I will actually do multiple categories or topics. If it's something, if it's related in another way, and I'll give you an example. So I was writing one blog post that was brand specific. It was a question and answer sort of thing in Google. Like the Google query is like a question. Does something so work? Um, is, does, does, do Corsair mechanical keyboards work on Mac? That's what it was. Corsair. It was very specific to like that brand. And I actually like dug through some of the, the dug through my, my own Airtable base of content ideas or whatever. And I highlighted like two or three more posts that were also just related to that specific brand. It's totally different categories. I didn't, they're not on my to-do list, like in the same order. Like I'm trying to like go down this category or whatever, but I figured it would actually just be easier for me to just do them now. So I can like overlap the research for these two things and may or may not be a bad example, but that actually, that has, that's actually helped. <laughs> I've done that several times. I will literally plan out my next like four posts. And then after those four posts are done, even if they're not like, you know, this one brand specific thing or whatever, um, then I'll choose like another four. It's almost like, I don't know. It just makes my brain. Uh, it's easier to like get through with that than like a full category or a full topic of like 10 posts or 20 <laughs> or 30 or like however many just choosing like, okay, these are the next three posts I'm going to do. I literally highlight them in a different color. I have been for about six months from now. That's been helping. I feel like. Something that helped me start working through some of the backlog in my Airtable specifically was using the due date function. And so like everything that I put in the, as like just the master list of everything, I don't put a due date, but I did kind of like what you're talking about. I look through, pick out the next few I'm going to work on and put a due date on them. And then you can switch it from like the Excel type list to look at it in the calendar view, and then you can see it. And it, it kind of, it, 
it reduces what you're looking at to just those posts that you decided that you wanted to work on. And then you can just drag and drop them if you want to move them into a different place. And that made it easier for me. It was less overwhelming. Like what Matt was talking about, like you see this whole list and you're just like, that's too much. I'm just going to put it over there and not look at it. Mm -hmm. And so switching that to the calendar view with like what you're saying, I've highlighted the ones I'm going to work on, just narrowing that focus down really when I was blogging consistently earlier in the summer, um, that helped. I've fallen off the track now, you know, I went went out of town. It's a psychological thing, right? Like it's just a little, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like breaking it down to, into a chunk where it's just much more manageable. If I can look at these six or eight things and be like, okay, yeah, I can do that. Rather than I've got 200. Yeah. And then every week it's like, oh, hell, what am I going to work on now? If I just have these few. And even what I found was like, eh, I'm not really feeling that one. I'm going to, you know, take it off the list and sub in something else. Yeah. Um, it makes it, yeah, it's a lot more manageable that way. And I found that it, it has helped me be more productive. Hmm. Ooh, I just thought about this. I never thought of this before. There's a, there's a book called the war of art. It's really fantastic. Stephen Pressfield book. Everybody should read that at least once a year. (laughs) I literally do. I listen to it every year. Uh, but there's a story where the main character, Stephen Pressfield, who wrote the legend of Bagger Vance was a popular novel in the, I don't know, eighties, maybe doesn't matter. 90. It took him like literally 12 years to like get it written and he just hated it and he hated working on it and they put it off and all this other stuff. And then he literally secluded himself in the forests of like Washington or Oregon or something like that, maybe Northern California to like finish this book for like months and months and months. It was in the seventies and there was only one other human being. There's no like TV, there's no phone or that was like incredibly off the grid and he finished it after like months and he went to his like one neighbor, the only other human out there. He's like, I did it. I finally finished my book. Like, oh my gosh. And his neighbor is like, congratulations. Start the next one today. All right. But what you just said and what I've been doing, um, like just for me, it's highlighting, like making a different color, just like three or four posts at a time it makes it easy to just move on to the next one too. Like I'm not looking at 50 blog posts. I've already made the decision to do these three posts. I can just like kind of view it as one project and I can finish a post and I can move on to the next one, start the next one today. I don't do that. I don't actually start the next one that day, but there's no, I feel like that's an easier mental hurdle to just kind of like move through and be more like, prolific or productive or whatever. That's interesting. I never thought about that. Hmm. There you go. All right. Anything else before we hang up? I'm going to hit, hit stop here in a second. All right. Cool beans. Well, thanks for hanging out. Matt, Kathy, Angel. Feel free to email me with any questions. Anybody has as always. I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Some people do every now and then. Other than that, um, it was a good chat with you guys. And y'all have a good one. Is that a good way to end this thing? I think so.